TV, anime, video games, books, Star Trek, Marvel, My Hero, Hook. It don't matter what you into, don't matter what you do, here on Nerd Shit, we got something for you. Welcome back to Hypothetically Sound presents Nerd Shit, and we are here with the season finale of season one of The Walking Dead, titled TS19. You guys ready to talk about the season finale? Yes. It's been a long season. All six episodes. Yes. <laughs> uh, as always, we'll start with the plot of the episode in case you guys haven't watched it in a while, and then we'll break down what we thought of it. Uh, so the episode opens with a flashback where Shane is ensuring that the still unconscious Rick is secured with the hospital during the onset of the zombie apocalypse. Uh, he puts a gurney in front of the door uh, as military people are shooting things in the hospital, walkers in the hospital, and he escapes. Uh, then it goes back to the present with Rick's group uh, having entered the CDC building in Atlanta with help from its sole remaining scientist, Dr. Edwin Jenner. Uh, Jenner makes them undertake a blood test to prove they are not infected. The group ensure, enjoys the luxuries of the facility, which is self-powered and still running hot water, food, alcohol, and other amenities. Jenner admits he is the only researcher that stayed behind. Many of the others have left for their families or committed suicide. A drunk Shane approaches Lori about her... Uh, Callous attitude towards him with Rick's return and attempts to rape her, but backs off when she scratches his neck. Jenner later shows Rick's group what he had learned from the test subject 19, who had been his wife, but volunteered to be courted after she was bitten in the hopes of discovering a cure. Uh, the infection kills the carrier, but causes the brain to reactivate and reanimate the body shortly thereafter, eliminating any conscious human traits. Jenner has been in communication with other facilities worldwide before they went silent, knowing that the French had been close to a cure, but affirms the, that human civilization is ceasing to exist. The group discovers that the generator's fuel reserves are near exhausted. When empty, the facility will enter a self-destruct mode by design to eradicate all the infectious disease stored there. Jenner seals the building, refusing to allow Rick's group to leave, but promises that the high-impulse uh, weapon designed to destroy the facility will mean their deaths will be quick. Rick's group tries in vain to have Jenner open the doors, and Rick eventually convinces him to allow them to at least tr to try overcome the tragedy rather than be forced to die in the building. Two of Rick's group, Jackie and Andrea, choose to stay behind, but Dale refuses to leave without Andrea and stays as well. As Rick departs, Jenner whispers something to him shortly thereafter. Andrea has a change of heart, not wishing to see Dell die, the, and the two escape the building moments before its destruction. Their survivor members return to their vehicles and set off away from the smoking husk of the CDC. That was a mouthful. Cool. So yeah, the, the, the final yeah, episode I thought had a lot of stuff packed into it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll start with the opening scene of the flashback to Shane trying to uh, protect Rick. What do you guys think of that opening scene? Uh, it shows uh, how unstable Shane is in the very beginning. Uh, kind of, right? Yeah, and it, it actually, you know, makes you think, well, 
he's was try he wasn't lying in his mind. But, you know, he's trying to convince Lori that he just didn't leave Rick to die. That he honestly thought he was dead or would be dead. So in his head, that's where his craziness started. Mm -hmm. uh, but why, why do you guys think that's where his craziness started? I don't think it's where it started. I think it's just... Uh... At this moment in time, it is um, he's unsure of how he feels about uh, Rick. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like obviously on the cusp of wanting Rick daddy or saving Rick because he is a homie, you know, or he was the homie. Uh, that's why I said it shows like a size of his unstableness because he's he's not really even if it is for Lori's sake or like to put on a show it's still like he doesn't know how he feels about Rick yet because he still has a sense of loyalty to Rick but he also like is unhappy with Rick being there. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Makes sense. I do find it funny. Like like I think they did a good job for like. Uh, for what it was, but still weird that the military never opened that door. Shooting oh, everybody. A... They were shooting everybody. Why didn't he just shoot Rick while he was in the bed? Oh, yeah, he could have done that, but I like. I don't think he wanted to kill Rick. I I don't think he could. I don't think he could do that. No, not Shane. Point. Not Shane. The army guy that popped in the in the room. No army guy went into Rick's room. Yeah, he opened the door because Shane was underneath the gurney. Why did the army guy, since they were shooting everybody anyway, shoot Rick while he was in the bed? I don't, were... I don't, I don't remember that. All I remember is he heard shooting, looked out, saw that they were doing it, went back to Rick, and then left and put a gurney in front of the door so no one went in. Yeah, no, there was a part where the they came into the room and, and Shane, he was he was going to pick Rick up and carry him out. And then they started firing, so he put Rick down. And then someone opened the door, and he jumped down on the other side of Rick's bed and hid. And they looked around with the gun, because you're seeing through the view of the gun. Mm -hmm. And then just left the room. I don't know. That is a plot hole. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Yeah, no, it, it makes no sense that he was left alive in any situation there. Yeah. Weird. Very. And then we flash forward back to the president when they uh, enter the CDC and they're all thanking Jenner and he does the blood tests. Um now you're you're in this place and he's like, okay, we have some hot water, don't use it all, uh, food, alcohol, all this stuff. Enjoy yourselves. Do you guys indulge or do you like as if you were like the group leader, would you allow everybody to indulge or would you say, Hey, let's like we we're let's be thankful for this stuff, but let's make sure we spread it out. What would you guys do? Probably indulge. Like, you're not. You're gonna tell them not to, but you know when they're in a hot shower, you're gonna stand there and watch them shower. 
the fuck you mean? I don't indulge. What? Yeah. In that situation, I don't know if I can honestly, like, even as a leader, I don't know if I can honestly say, like, no, we have to watch out these resources. Because, like, I don't think they had a plan of staying there the whole time anyways. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was a pit stop in a sense of hope because they're like, oh, the CDC's on it. Right? And, like, like maybe there was an idea that they could stay for a while. Mm -hmm. But I don't think anyone was like, yeah, this is the permanent... Well, location. Carol kind of was, because Carol made a comment about we have enough books and stuff here for years. But that's, you know, Carol just trying to figure out what she was going to do with her life. She was happy to just stay there. Yeah, I, I do think, I, I do think in, like, maybe they didn't say it out loud, but I do think some of, in the back of some of their minds, that they were thinking this was a safe place. Well, that's why I said like, it was a sense of hope, yeah, mm-hmm. but, like, realistically... There's there's no way. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, I do think, like, the the alcohol consumption. I, I guess you're you're in safety for the first time, so it makes sense. Like you, you know, you're fully secure in there with those gates down that you couldn't even get into. So you know, no walkers going to get into. So it makes sense that they would completely let go. When they got inside and they were given the opportunity to, it made sense. Yeah. Are you saying that you, if you were a group leader, you would tell them to like not? I, I don't know. Like, it would like you would have to take stock of what's there. Like, cause, yeah, if I'm in the CDC and I see those things come down, I want to stay there as long as possible and do whatever it takes to stay there as long as possible. And so, if we go in, and he's like, "Yeah, I have food for a month." Yeah. Did he say how long he had food for? I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think he did. I just think he's like, "Yeah, we have supplies." Yeah, and like but- that's obviously a question you would ask then. But if you're implied that he has just like an abundance of supplies, then yeah, fucking for the first day or first night, yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and it's just yeah, his only concern to, uh, was the power. Yeah. So what would be the one item that you can without even thinking about it now, you're just it's we take it for granted that you would miss. So like there's was that in that one they're like the hot water. Yeah, probably internet internet or hot water. Basic necessity shit. Basic necessity things now, I suppose. Like, obviously, uh, an internet, like, you can get over not having the internet for, like, boredom reasons. You can, like, when you're trying to survive for your life, boredom's not an issue. Uh, uh, I think it's more for readily available information. Well, I mean, it's apocalypse. What what are you looking up the fucking 45th president for? Uh, It's just, it's a matter of, like, you, the inaccessibility of finding out what's happening. Like, is the biggest thing you would miss is being able to understand, like, have different perspectives from different areas and see what's happening around the world. Like, that function that is a pivotal part of your life is gone. I don't even yeah. use the internet for that. I think I would miss being able to play music. Because then, you, you know, if you were caught somewhere where you're by yourself or something, at least there's always something. 
music's always findable. You just got to find a Walkman and batteries. Yeah. But it's not <laughs> readily available where you can just turn it on. True. So, uh, it goes from them indulging to the whole Shane and Lori situation, which is, while being a weird scene, a necessary scene to show, like, the relation dynamic changing between them. What did you guys think? I, I think it was, it ended any kind of sympathy Lori may have had for him. Like any any where she was still trying to be decent with him <laughs> to a point, killed it. Sure. Uh, from her perspective, it's probably terrifying. Like obviously terrifying, but like that was someone you trusted at one point. Mm-hmm. Like with your life, yeah, that you cared about. And then like that switch up would be just terrifying in general. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And then we go from that to uh, Jenner explaining that his wife and that they there was almost a cure and then everything just slowly stopped existing and then they find out that the generators are failing. Uh, so then comes to the big point of the episode is would you guys have stayed or left? You find out it's failing. He lets you know that it's going to explode. You die in an instant. You won't even feel it. Uh, do you stay or do you go? If I was healthy, I would go and, and take my chances. Or if I had, like, you know, like Rick and had, Rick had Lori and, and Carol had her daughter. So there was still a chance to get them something better. But if you're at an age where it really, why even try when you know what the end result's going to be? But, and that's, that becomes a thing. He has told you there is no chance for anything better. He says they had, like, everybody made their, their they made their chance at it. Uh, one person was close, but then they also went silent. Uh, there is nothing left. He is the last CDC in the world. No one has a cure. There is no cure. How, what, what better are you hoping for at that point? Just what they went out and did find some place that you could at least call home. I don't know. I think it'd be chill to die there. And this is what it comes down to is like you're living to survive at that point and how 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 much of a life is that really if you're just living to survive when you like there is nothing else there's you're not going to be part of the generation that restarts uh the world is destroyed it's going to go back to zero before it gets to good again and like at that point if you can leave the world in a painless way, instead of taking the risk of being torn apart, being tortured, being uh, enslaved, being anything, just seems like 
like I'm not saying like oh suicidal thoughts or anything. No, it just seems like in that universe in that situation, not a bad choice. Honestly, like a an eighty twenty choice. Yeah. Especially with like kids and stuff, like they're not going to have a normal life. Their life is going to be, uh, who's dying next? And that just seems like a wild way to live. And like I think the reason, the reason that choice was made and so made so dramatically is because he told him told it to the whole group with the kids present. I honestly think if he would have sat down with like Lori and and like Shane and Rick and like Andrea and talked about it, I think they would have made a different choice. If he would explain everything he knew just to those four, I think they would have just let the place go up and smoke without telling anybody. Yeah. Well, and then what Rick knew before he left, what was whispered to him, you know. That was a big, big thing to keep in mind, too. And, that, and then, like, obviously, if you watch the show, you know what he's whispered. It makes Rick look even worse. Like, that, it makes Rick look even worse. Because now, not only do you know that, like, if there's no cure, uh, you also know that no matter how if any of your loved ones die of natural causes or whatever, you are going to, ha- someone's going to have to kill him. So if you die, if Rick dies by drowning, choking, heart attack, whatever, his kids are going to have to kill him. And that's a burden. Now you're putting an extra burden on your kids. Yeah. So that's why I say if he, if Jenner would have told them all this information from the get go, when they came in at dinner and the kids went to bed and other people went to bed, I think it would have been a different choice. I honestly do. I think that would have been the end of the series, <laughs> following those guys, which obviously can't happen because it's a TV show and whatnot. But yeah, I think it's a different choice if they knew the information straight away, or even if they did. Even if they found out, like, hey, it's uh, we need more gas to keep it going, or this is going to happen. I do think like they would have chose the option to go try find gas. Yeah. And keep the place running. True. Any final thoughts on the season finale of The Walking Dead? No. No, because that one pretty much wrapped up. And left a big old cliffhanger. Yeah, what did he whisper? And then the place yep. blowing up in the background. Yep. I know it was, it was a good. It was a good first season. Um, good thing he I, kept that grenade from the from the tank. Oh. Right, a good thing uh, Carol kept it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was a good one. Um, Bro, how come nobody said nothing about that? Like, you just done diddly stole a grenade for what reason? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. It was like, well, aren't you glad I did? It's like, yeah, but like, what else you be just snatching? Mm-hmm. Like, that ain't just like some random thing to snatch. Just a straight up grenade. Like, what if you accidentally pulled the pin out of your purse? Like, yeah. Carrying this bag around me, running, you tripping and shit. Get shot. 
hit the bay, you know, and it hits the grenade. Like, it just don't make sense. Um, yeah, no, it's wild. Uh, some pop culture uh, themes in this episode to wind down the season finale. Uh, Dr. Edwin Jenner was modded, modded, molded after, mod- modeled after, I can't speak, was m- modeled after the English physician Edward Jenner, uh, who was a pioneer in the eradication of smallpox. Um, as the episode closes, you can hear the song Tomorrow is a Long Time by Bob Dylan uh, playing a background, which a lot of people uh, are saying could be a could have been a reference to the seemingly long hiatus the show took after the season finale. Um, the virus going forward, uh, Jenner lets them know that it is similar to meningitis. Um, and then a lot of people pointed out that the opening and concluding scenes of TS-19 are reminiscent of Lost, the TV show Lost. Interesting. Think of that. Yeah, so there's some interesting ta- tidbits, tidbits on it. Uh, the final episode amassed almost 6 million viewers and a 4.1 household rating. So not bad, not bad. Uh, and it got an 8.5 out of 10 in a lot of the critical circles. Cool. Yeah, so some All I know is after weights. that first season, I was like one of those people that like 10 more days to Walking Dead. So yeah, no. Two. It was a, uh, let's see. So the original air date for the final episode was... December 5th, 2010, and the next season didn't come out to the following fall in October of 2011. Yep. So almost a year hiatus between the two, which is wild. Like, it makes sense why they did it, because it became bigger I mean, and bolder. And, nowadays, but... Yeah. No, most most shows, well, most shows, like, they take their winter break, and then they come back in, like, April. And then go to the summer, and then take a summer break, and come back in the fall. Not AMC back then. I thought AMC did the same thing. I thought they still uh, AMC ran was like movie quality yeah. stuff, like Breaking Bad and stuff. They all had long breaks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they legitimately like were the first like public, not public television, uh, cable television, like basic cable television show that uh, or channel that like gave some high quality like shows to their stuff. Mm-hmm. So, makes sense. Kind of like Netflix taking a year to do theirs. Mm-hmm. Netflix got it from a block. Yeah, you're not wrong. Breaking Bad's first season <clears throat> ended March 9th, and the second one premiered uh, March 9th the following year. So, yeah, it took about a year break in between. So, yeah, no, it makes sense, I guess. I just, I guess I never realized that AMC did that. It's it's pretty much one studio, right? Making mm-hmm. making all these shows that are again movie quality long episodes. Yeah. It just takes time. No, no, definitely, definitely. 
Anything you want to say to everybody before we end the final episode of the first season of Walking Dead? Well, I'm just psyching myself up to rewatch some of the ones in the future going forward that I really don't want to have to watch again. Fair enough. Well, until next time, everybody, thank you guys for listening. As always, you can find us on Podbean, YouTube, the, you know, the spiel at this point. Uh, hypothetical sound on everything. And until next time, have a great day. Bye. This is- Thank you for listening to Hypothetically Sound. We hope you enjoyed the episode. All episodes can be found at hypotheticallysound.podbean.com, as well as on Apple, Spotify, and Pandora. For full unedited video versions of the podcast, please visit us at youtube.com slash hypotheticallysound.